Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. It was a huge fixture at Anfield after a tough run of games for Liverpool. Going up against the reigning English champions, Manchester City came out nil-nil. Uh, that makes City still not having a win at Anfield in 15 years. So while it wasn't the result that we wanted, uh, it was still a result that was okay and still leaves us top of the table with both Manchester City and Chelsea. Um, so we're here to talk about that game with me and to, to get into a little bit of um, some individual performances and moments in the match. I have both Nick and Jeff who are in California. What's going on boys? What's up? Thanks for having us. Good to have you on again, Nick. Yeah. And, and uh, as always, we have Jeffrey Hallett. Uh, what's going on? Hey buddy. It's just, as you said, it was a interesting push, very interesting push, but there's a lot in there that we'll unpack. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was definitely an interesting game. Uh, in a way, felt like both sides came out and played to just not lose. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll get into a little bit of that. And um, very interesting kind of tactics, I guess you could say from from even Pep. It's not not very normal that City kind of come out like that and and then play the way they did. So before we get into some moments of the game, some individual performances, uh, let's just start right at the top. What did you guys make of? We'll start with City's starting lineup, Nick. Um, I mean, I think it was great for Liverpool with De Bruyne having having an injury. Uh, you know, he makes a big impact whenever he's on the field. But uh, I always think watching them that they should be playing Sané a little bit more. Uh, he always has a lot more prowess when he's attacking. Um, he creates a lot of opportunities and usually finishes them. Uh, pretty glad that Mores was on the on the pitch, considering he likes to kick balls twenty feet over the over the goal um, with no one guarding them. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty straightforward with the rest of it. Their defense was, you know, pretty much a wall. Uh, we couldn't get anything off. Uh, their midfield is usually what makes them as dangerous as they normally are. And then their attackers just really didn't play up to their potential. Yeah. You, you said it first of all with De Bruyne being out. We're, we're lucky, you know, he's back in full training now, but very lucky to meet City in the season before he comes back in the side because we all know what he can do. And completely agree with you on Sane. It was it was kind of interesting to see whenever he's not on the on the on the team sheet. It's I, I just don't get it. Um, I, I know that you have Jeff. You know, Pep has some amazing wingers. You know, even Bernardo Silva can move up to the wing, which on the right wing, which he showed before. He's he's kind of filling in for De Bruyne now. But, um, you know, you could play, t- you know, two of, you know, Sterling, um, Sané and Mares, and, you know, you don't really see much of a drop off at all. But you would say that Sané is the probably the best of the three. So just a little weird when he's not in the starting lineup. Are there any other uh, anything else you noticed? I mean, that they do interchange center backs pr- relatively frequently. Um, but, yeah, they, they went with Stones and Laporte uh, this game. To quickly finish the point on Sané, I don't understand. I mean, he's not getting minutes with the national team, and that hurt them in the World Cup, as we all know. And he's not getting minutes with Pep's side. So I don't know if there's something there that's more him than it is being left out or overlooked, for that matter. So I'm kind of interested in that point. But uh, in terms of the city setup, it looked like 
Pep came to Anfield having learned a lesson. They very much in the first 15, 20 minutes were all about absorbing Liverpool's pressure. And Klopp, of course, came with the fire as he usually does early. And it's just a difference in how our attackers aren't finishing as well as we liked. Uh, but there was a lot of movement, a lot of disruption. But I thought City absorbed it pretty well. And I think to your point about the back line, Laporte and Stones are probably their best center back pair. It, it isn't Otamendi. It isn't anyone else on that squad. It's those two. Uh, Laporte was brought in to plug a hole and you know, he's got fantastic quality. Obviously delivered a, a goose egg for this for his side. So, and, and you know, Mendy and Walker. Walker I've always been a big fan of, but you add Mendy to that side with his size, with his quality. I mean, it's predictable that we didn't get a lot of joy. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch City every week, and I know Mendy doesn't play every single week because he has injury problems, but he's a lot, just like you said, he's a lot bigger than I, I feel like I thought he was. You know, he's, he's a beast out there, and he, he had a pretty solid game for them. Um, hell of a left foot, too. I mean, whips in some some nasty crosses. So uh, they're, they're back five. I think they played their best back five. It's tough to say company when he's healthy which he is um, but when he gets a run of games I mean he's such a just such a strong leader back there and I mean you have him and Otamendi as your third and fourth choices that's that's amazing and Stones appears to be the center back that most people thought he was going to be Uh, it took him a little bit of time uh, some mistakes which every young center back is going to experience and learn from but he's been playing very well for them and Laporte you could argue was the, the man of the match out of any player on the pitch just an excellent performance so um, you know, that, that back five looks to be their best back five. And, you know, it's, it's up there at the top with Liverpool in terms of goals conceded. I think both of them just have three in the Premier League now this season and, and, and both goalkeepers. I mean, you could argue two of the top three goalkeepers in the league as well. So, um, both defenses were, were very solid. Interesting though, with, with our defense, Nick, um, Lovren named in the starting lineup, Klopp decided to give Trent a rest. What'd you make of that? I loved it. He was actually going to be my man of the match. Uh, I didn't know if we wanted to get into it uh, right now, but I thought he played a little bit better than Van Dyke. actually. Um, He had that one anxious moment at the beginning when um, I think it was Gomez kicked the ball back to Aguero in the box, and he kicked kicked the back of him or maybe did not kick the back of him, and then he quickly looked at the referee, which usually means you're at fault. But other than that, you know, they threw a lot at him, and he was able to handle it. They pressed him a lot, pl- tried to play through him. And I was looking at something earlier, and it said that he led the team in passes with 77 touches with 91, duels won 72%, and five tackles. So, you know, he had a lot of action, and he did well with all of it. Yeah, sometimes you don't necessarily want Lovren to be the the guy who has the most touches and passes in a game, meaning they're just letting him have the ball because they don't know he can do much with it. But in terms of this specific performance in this game, he did have a, a pretty solid game. Um, I guess one of his better ones for Liverpool. It's not saying too much in my opinion, um, but you know, he had a nice tackle on Jesus or Jesus. I don't know. Everyone pronounces that last name different. I, I never know what to say anymore. So well, whether not, it's Jesus or Jesus, he's not scoring. Enough, so who cares? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, um, quickly to mention, speaking of forwards that aren't scoring for city, uh, Aguero, one of the forwards I'm most afraid of, still has not scored at Anfield. Um, 
I think it might even be against Liverpool. Or I think it might just be at Anfield, but that that's just bonkers to me. Um, anyways, yeah, Jeff, it you take you know Trent out, give him a rest. Gomez had a very very solid game at right back though. Um, excellent, just what a player he is. And then anything else, um, you know, Naby not starting with the injury at midweek, even though he came on for an injured Milner relatively early. Uh, what did you make of Liverpool's starting eleven? It's the midfield that is at the center of our inconsistency. I mean, I say inconsistency. We're top of the table. We're leading in so many different categories, but the slip up at Napoli and I think all of Liverpool's troubles last several seasons, you can attribute to the midfield. It's one of the reasons why Klopp undertook to buy a new one in the summer. So he saw what happened in the Champions League final. So it's always going to be a weakness for us. And I think it was still that, uh, Henderson gave you as good a Henderson as you possibly can get, but he is not the guy to put in the holding role, especially versus that side. And uh-huh. Milner, he's out of gas. I mean, the, how often have you seen Milner just sit there on the ground and then pick up and walk away and be done that early? I mean, he's been running on fumes the past few weeks, and it definitely showed the minute he got a knock in this. And then came Nabby, and Nabby... I think demonstrated why he's not starting. Uh, and I think, I mean, maybe if we would have seen Fabinho, we would have seen the same thing. I mean, you got to trust Klopp. He knows his man. He knows who's ready. And, you know, he made a few mistakes, giving the ball away instantly, but grew into the game. Genie, uh, I thought was our best in the midfield. And, you know, it, your point is solid about the back line. It, it always has been, you know, it's what travels always with Liverpool, even though we're at home. Uh, so Robertson to Gomez, Gomez is one of the best players in the pitch just has to be. And yeah, you know, I'll, even though I'm not a lover and fan, I will agree at least with, he put in a, a an incredible performance for a guy that hasn't played a minute this year. Yeah. You got to take that into consideration for sure that, you know, he hasn't played, um, this year, uh, really uh, much at all. So, um, he did put in a good performance. Gomez, wherever he's playing, just like you said, has just been outstanding. He's, he's probably been our best, most consistent player this year in, in any position. Um, and, th- and that goes along with Genie on all of them as well. I thought Genie had a very good game in possession. It's just so hard to take the ball off of him. Yes, he had a couple of misplaced passes, but um, you know it, the way City set up, it just seemed like they were – they were set up so different to, to what they normally do. And, you know, they only had 51% possession in this game. That's not like City much at all. Um, so it, it, it's almost like, you know, Genie gets out of certain situations or, you know, you, you get past their initial press and then, you know, you still have sort of seven players, you know, right behind the ball, eight players behind the ball. So um, very interesting to see how Pep set up against Liverpool, like you said earlier. Um, you know, he's, it's, it's taken him a little bit, but now he's, you know, whereas it's always the pep way against pretty much everyone he plays against. I think Liverpool is one of those sides where he knows he just has to play a little bit differently, um, to, to what they're used to. So, um, yeah, interesting to see you, you would think besides Trent for Liverpool, um, taking Lovren's place and then Gomez moving back into that role. That was pretty much both teams starting back fives. Um, so, and, and I think that also showed us as well, guys, is that, uh, in my opinion, unfortunately, even though Matip hasn't done much to convince anyone, 
Uh, I think by him playing Lovren instead of Matip, who's looked decent this season, actually, um, it's it's showing us probably that that Lovren is his third choice center back um, at the, at this moment, and and Matip might be fourth. So uh, I I don't know maybe if that was because Lovren is so aggressive in the way he plays this game, he needed that against City, um, or if it really does mean that he values him more than he does Matip. But you know we'll we'll find out if both stay healthy here coming up. So. Um, moving on a bit, guys, let's, let's just hit some moment, um, some memorable moments in, in the game. Uh, you guys already listed one. I, I thought that Lovren challenge on, um, uh, on Aguero, yeah, on Aguero, Nick was, was, I thought it was a PK. Um, I, I know you had mentioned whether, you know, he looks up right away to the ref and that usually means you're, you're guilty. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was. It was not his fault, obviously, that Joe missed hit it and it came back in the box, but that was where some of his aggression played out, and we are very lucky that that penna wasn't called. So, um, Nick, I'll come to you for a couple moments. I, I know you mentioned that. Let's go ahead. Um, you know, first of all, there's just there's no shots on target after 60 minutes of the game, so that just shows you what kind of game this was. Two of the best attacking sides in the, in the league, and still not a shot on target for 60 minutes. So. That's pretty crazy. I, I, I did, Nick, want to get your opinion on the, the Van Dyke handball. Potential handball uh, wasn't called. He, you know, it looked like he could have been dragged a bit. But what did you make of it? Because, you know, he kind of he did move his hand a little bit, and his arm a little bit. And I, I think we might have got lucky there. Yeah, um, I agree. But I also think he was being hung on a while up in the air. And if you put your arm on someone's shoulder and drag him backwards um the other person's arm is going to fling up anyways so you could say that he handballed it but you could also say that it was because he was being pulled by another person uh so i actually i don't think it was a handball i think it was the right call with a foul but i am a little biased there um i do think that lovren kicked aguero and that one probably could have warranted a penalty more than the pulling or more of the the handball by van dyke um, the fact, you know, earlier I mentioned, if you do something wrong, you're obviously right going to look at the referee, um, to see if he's going to call it instead of mm-hmm. just playing through it. Whereas, you know, Van Dyke's being pulled, he handballs it, he just keeps running after the ball. Um, you know, I think that, you know, it wasn't he was trying to put ball or, you know, hand the ball. It was more the ball went to hand because he was being pulled down by somebody else. Uh, yeah, sure. And, and, you know, that, that makes def- a lot of sense. And I think that's why it wasn't called. And when you look back at it, you, you know, as a Liverpool fan, you'd say, of course not. As a City fan, you would say, of course it was. So, um, you know, I, I think it was the right call. He was being pushed. It was a foul. But at the same time, he may have embellished a little bit. Um, lucky there anyways. Uh, definitely very lucky. Jeff, I wanted to, to come to you really quick. Uh, Milner goes down. I think it's in the th- around the 30th minute. Yeah, 29th. And yeah, and um, and then you know Naby comes on, but it, it's not. He's not out for a, a long time. He's supposed to return within a month from his hamstring, but that is a big blow, seeing as how Milner has been a big part of uh, our, the way our performances have gone this season. And that means the new guys need to step up. It, Maybe this forces Shakiri into the midfield, which a lot of us have been hoping to see him there with our failure to get an attacker in the summer. But between Nabby and Fabinho, one of these two dudes needs to step up and be ready for the call because uh, we need their athleticism in the midfield. There's a reason Klopp brought him in. 
So proof is in the pudding. We, we got to see it. Uh, and it, usually these personnel challenges galvanize the right player. I, I think Nabby's still the right player for the midfield, the kind of work that we need done, the athleticism we need, the dribbling prowess that even showed in this match. So it's just a matter of time. And I think that time is coming pretty soon. Yeah, you would you would hope so. Uh, I mean, so he brings in these two very highly priced players and you know you can consider also bringing in shakiri you didn't come for a lot of money but you know he is a very good player and you haven't seen much of all three of them really this season not too much and you would think that because of that it's because of klopp's system and we remember when you know robo came in and yes moreno was playing well but robo wasn't really getting a sniff Uh, maybe he's just getting used to the system as well so i as if I want to be, uh, you know, positive and, and think good thoughts, I'm I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> Wrong it's guy. not that the yeah right. It's it's <laughs> not that they're not performing in training. It's just that the, it's just going to take them a little bit longer to get used to the system. Maybe uh, I'm also thinking Nick that Klopp might be, you know, initially wanting to use the players he trusts in this run of games that we've had. Right, this this string of what is it, seven eight games, starting I think it was with Southampton, and we've had Chelsea and City and Napoli and PSG, and he wants to use this mid the midfield players that he trusts and know, you know, who know the system. Do you think that maybe with this run of games coming up, these next six games, I think Arsenal is the toughest game that we have, but otherwise we have like Cardiff and I think in Huddersfield. And the Ser- um, Serbian Champions League game, yeah. Right, and Red Star, yeah. Uh, so um, are, are, do you think that some of these, while we're on the subject, do you think you know Fabinho and Keita are going to get some more minutes here? Because I'm dying to see what Fabinho looks like more, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's been a shame he hasn't gotten much playing time lately. But like you were saying, you know, we're playing Chelsea twice and PSG and City. He's going to go with Henderson and Milner. And when Autumn's been proving himself very well lately. So it's not a surprise that he went with Henderson and Milner. I think that they both could use a nice rest and Kata as well. So I would like to see, you know, we've got Huddersfield, Serpian Champions League, and then Cardiff at home, and then Arsenal. So... You know, with those three games before Arsenal, I would definitely like to see Shakiri. I'd like to see Fabinho and, you know, um, maybe Keita after that or maybe subbing in Keita. But I'd like him to start Fabinho and Shakiri and kind of see where we can go with them while we're playing a little bit of lesser competition, of course. Yeah, 100%. Jeff, it was a huge miss not to get Fekir in. You, you would think that he would be a huge boost to this side. Obviously, with Oxlade Chamberlain injured, you know, it's we're really missing him. And I think it shows that that connection that you need from the midfield to the attackers, someone to to take the ball and dribble. And, you know, we thought we were getting that with Navi. I think he still has it. Um he's maybe more of an all round player than just strictly attacking player, but uh, I didn't think he had the 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 best game against City. I don't I don't think he was great. Um I'm hoping that's just due to the injury and not getting a whole lot of training. You know, he's still getting used to the system. But, you know, I tweeted out before the season, for some reason, the midfield three of of Fabinho, Keita, and Wijnaldum sounded, you know, oddly satisfying. Um, And I still think it would. And then, you know, if you want to sub out even either, you know, your Keita or Wijnaldum or Fabinho, because Wijnaldum's now shown he's an excellent player in the sixth, 
that might even be his best position for us, which is crazy to think about seeing as, you know, we got him as an attacking player, but I do want to see more of Shakiri potentially in that attacking midfielder role. You know, I, I know maybe he doesn't know the system great and the little playing time he's gotten with us. Maybe it's been Klopp going, you know, just, just go out there and, and let loose and kind of do your thing. But he's shown flashes of really good things in the middle of the park. And I'd like to see more of that. So just like Nick said, Jeff, you know, you hope with this run of three games coming up here, maybe you can bet in a player like Fabinho into the side finally and give him a, a stretch of games here to build up some confidence because listen, price tag aside, these are some players that I was hoping to, to have in our starting 11 and see them flourish because they're, they're highly touted players. Yeah. You could probably rewind back to this time last year when we were saying the same thing. Why is Albert, Reno starting as much as they are except for you, Joey, cause you love them. Like right, yeah, the betting in process does not suit well for Reds fans that are impatient. And that includes us in some cases and especially here. But he brought him in for a reason. He's got the quality. We just need he he needs to learn the system and be in there. And I think once he's in there, that'll be it. <laughs> that'll be your first choice midfield. You want to see him in that role because you saw Henderson in this match. And for the polar opposite opinions out there, you know the pros led by the echo and James Pierce, like who worship the ground he walks on. He puts in a shift like he did at the weekend and they're like, man of the match. Nope. <laughs> he's, he is, is he's very good above average for some of his pressing and his energy. But when it comes to balls forward, that's just not his game. And that's what you need in that role. You need someone that can control tempo and get the ball at the right place at the right time to that Amazing front three that did so many great things for us last year. Uh, what's the difference this year? Sure, Salah may be off a little bit because of the shoulder or who knows what, but the lack of service from their midfield is is clear. And it's one of the reasons that Milner's been in, right, is because he can get the ball forward. Henderson can't. One of them struggles with it. So the only solution is to see more playing time with these guys. And you, uh-huh. like you say, Joey, you, you want to see it over the next run of games. Yeah, and that's the hope. And Nick, I know we've been talking about Shakiri, and you know, before we get back to the game, real quick, um, you know, would you would you rather see Shakiri in that midfield three, or would you rather see him rotate with the front three? Because you know, we will get into it, but this front three hasn't been clicking like they were last season, and maybe some fresh legs up there might help. Yeah, I mean, I think right now the midfield could use a little changing up. You know, I think maybe taking, well, we'll see, Milner will be injured for a little bit, but maybe subbing Henderson out and putting him in there with Fabinho um, and then having Wijnaldum in there. So that way they could, you know, he could try to create some more chances. Like Jeff was saying, Henderson rarely puts the ball forward. So maybe Shakiri will be more willing to move up forward, play the ball forward, make outside runs, do some other things that Henderson's not accustomed to against a team where, we could, you know, afford to go forward and leave our defense a little bit more exposed, whereas against City, you know, they would come back and punish us. But, um, you know, as far as the front three, they are having some problems. I thought Salah had a couple chances there. At the yeah. Um, and he just doesn't look confident. He doesn't look like the same Salah that we're used to. You know, early in the first half, he had, 
he had a chance. Um, and then even late in the second half, he had a chance where he, he had a great move. He, he put it on his left foot and he just shot it right at the keeper where normally he would curl that in the upper corner. So there's a couple things there that aren't happening for me. No, I didn't even, I didn't even see him in the game. I, I said that to Jeff when I came over to his house afterwards. I didn't even know Firmino was playing. Like, he barely was involved. Um, sometimes he can just fade away. He is my favorite player on the squad, but then he has these games like this where he just goes unnoticed at all. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever fully gotten back to his form yet since the World Cup. <clears throat> I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it, which you, you would think it does. Um, but, yeah, pretty pretty tough Um to, to see him go off because he kind of makes everything click. But, uh, you know, the more rest he gets right now, I'm okay with, um, you know, especially with uh, the international break coming up. I, I don't want to see any of our guys play. You know, some quotes earlier um, saying to be good if they got a rest, but now they just got to go off and, and play for their countries, which, you know, every player wants to play for their country. But from a biased Liverpool supporter, I hope none of them get any minutes. Um, Jeff, you see Salah and he's getting his chances, right? Like he's, he's, he's getting, um, he's getting into some good spaces. His vision's still there. He's still getting on the end of him. He's just not put him away. Like he did last year. Um, he's just missing a little bit of that luck or just that sharpness that he needs to, to connect in the, in the perfect spot because, you know, again, he's getting his chances. They just seem to be going straight to the keeper. And, um, be, in my opinion, because he is still performing at a high level, just not finishing it, it, it doesn't give me a lot of worry. It's frustrating, you know, that he's not putting him away, but I'm I'm not as worried as I would be. Perhaps maybe, you know, he just wasn't doing much at all on the pitch. But Mane starts off hot, and now he's cooled off a little bit. Like, what do you make of what's going on with this front three right now? I think it's almost unfair to evaluate the front three in this match. Uh, yes, Salah is struggling. And yes, Firmino is not at his form since World Cup and what we saw last year. But City put in a job. David Silva, as I say, the brother Silva, the different Silvas, but uh, Bernardo Silva, David Silva, they, along with Mendy and Walker, shut down the channels. Like, no, no ball. Our usual game getting the fullbacks bombing on and corners across those corners are shut down near the halfway line or a little bit over that. So they weren't getting the service they're used to getting from the fullbacks. And, you know, we've already talked about the travails with our own midfield giving them service. So it's not like they had the the kind of service that they need, but, you know, still Mane is probably the most informed out of the three of them, but obviously Firmino and, and Salah have a ways to go. And I, I think we'll see, them step out a little bit more, uh, whether it's versus Red Star Belgrade or any of these lower table matchups we got over the next three weeks. I, I think you'll see more from them, but the attack can't function without the fullbacks and City did a good job of shutting them down. Yeah, and to your point, you know, saying City that that they did a job, uh, look, you know, they've spent a lot, like just, you know, we've spent a lot, but they've also spent, what is it, like 200 million or something on their defense. You know, they they have a lot of very good players back there, and it, and it showed. Um, you know, Pep came out and, and said, you know, he that they he controlled Liverpool, or that they controlled Liverpool on the counterattack, that their defense was, was very good, um, and that, you know, not conceding at Anfield is something that's special. 
which is true. Um, you know, not conceding against Liverpool at any game, but especially at Anfield is, is um, quite special. Um, so, you know, they did do a job. I, I, I'm a little worried in terms of like just being a, um, I guess just like a biased Liverpool fan. And obviously you don't want your rivals to win anything. I'm wondering if this game is, is somewhat of a turning point for city, perhaps in the champions league where now maybe Pep is cause you know, again, clearly we've talked about it. Both sides were kind of coming into this game, not just not wanting to lose. And maybe that changed both managers minds and, and, kind of the process throughout the game and their thoughts throughout the game. And I think this might've been a huge stepping point for city going to a very good side um, and, and being able to shut them out and, and play a little bit of a different way. Yes. De Bruyne's not playing. Who's their main creator. Um, you know, obviously you have like this likes of David Silva and Bernardo Silva in there as well, which is amazing. But uh, I'm wondering if Pep takes this game and, and uses it as, as some juice and some food for thought moving forward play a little bit differently against certain types of teams, especially really, really good sides and finding a way to eke out a result. So, um, yeah, in, in terms of the, the match, it you're okay with, with the draw. You're okay with the results, even though you want to win every game, you know, you, you go away to Chelsea and you, you know, you, you play the, the reigning champions and, and you don't lose uh, that, that that's progress. You know, you could say, um, even though we, we did beat city, you know, three in a row last year, they, they did have a five one, but it's, it's, it's still progress. You're still seeing, um, on the pitch, you know, aside from the result progress and, and, and that's immense. Let's, let's go ahead before we, we move on. Uh, Nick, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I don't know if that ball's come down yet from Mars, but my God, we would be having a completely different conversation right now. If he buries that, Incredible, incredible that that they cannot capitalize in the 86th minute there. And um, you know, you looked at the the graphic going up, and there's it showed you. I think he missed missed three out of the last six or something he had taken. So I'm a, a little surprised that uh, he was the one to step up. I know Aguero was off the pitch, but still, I mean, huge, huge, huge miss for Liverpool. Yeah, to, <laughs> huge miss for City, but for Liverpool as well in terms of the result. Right. Um... You know, Jeff has told me that sometimes you may be known to take a pessimistic approach. Um, <laughs> but uh, never, I, never. <laughs> I've been pretty optimistic after these last few run of games. I know, like you were saying, we tied Chelsea and tie City. Um, but I mean, we easily should have lost this game. Uh, you know, there's a penalty in the 80, what, 687th minute, and then he blasts it over. I think the way that Fer- Fernandinho was you know, getting in everyone's face and being aggressive, trying to fight everybody, trying to be the big man on the pitch. He should have even gone up and fought more as because I cannot believe that he took that penalty. Uh, Silva should have taken it. I'm glad that Aguero got a card earlier and actually went off the pitch uh, because he probably would have buried that. But I cannot believe that somebody that's been on that squad for longer than Mores let him go up there and take that penalty. Right. Um, it's baffling to me. And so, you know, we got out of these few weeks with some ties. Um, we didn't lose. We're still sitting at the top and now we're about to have a stretch where we can get a lot of points. So I'm optimistically looking at this match as we kind of got away with one. Yeah. And you know, if you, if you had told us before the Chelsea Napoli and city games, if we had gotten a draw in all three, you probably would have taken it. And now, unfortunately we lost to Napoli in the late winter. Um, and this one would have been 
you know, just as heartbreaking as well. But, um, you know, they're not the worst results. And in terms of, of, of the penalty, Jeff, it was funny. I don't know if you saw the video with Achterberg um, showing him which way he thought he was going. Who knows if, if Allison <laughs> had seen that. But, um, yeah, you know, not. Pep's yeah, Pep, Pep said that uh, he was really good in training with them. But, you know, thanks, thank God uh, Aguero was off the pitch. And, you know, Jesus, I think, went up to he, – he wanted it. But uh, somehow Mars got it. And just being a brand-new member of the squad, I – it is crazy. Um, it's just crazy. You know, he'll have that in his head. It, this, you know, that miss, these two points could be huge in a potential title race. So um, what a miss from from their record signing. Yeah, you put Jesus up there. Who knows? Maybe he kicks it behind him. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know what what license he's got to take that ball away from him. But uh, of course, CMB guys would argue, oh, well, he scored a bunch of goals in the first half last year before he got injured. But it, yeah, it, it was hilarious, but it, very fortunate for us. And I would say in terms of the quality on their side, how they matched up with us, um, you, it's very fair to say we got away with one. Um, we're going to go through a rough st- stretch of games during the season, uh, we can't always start off as amazing as we did at the beginning of this season. We're expected to win everything, and we did. Uh, we're going to have these rough spells. This happens to be ours. It happens to be triggered by a midfield that isn't ready to go yet and uh, a front three that was world-class last year that is not starting as fast as they did uh, the year previous. And we're just going to have to survive it. And we're, we're surviving it with draws. That's cool. Away at Napoli was not cool. <laughs> the allowing that, uh, that late goal was just dumb. Uh, but it was coming, you know, well, it, was, it was coming, it sucked, but it was coming. You, you're absolutely right. It was coming. It was the function of how we've been playing. Uh, the guys are just tired. And I think you saw more evidence of it in this with, you know, Milner's injury having come off. He's just out of gas. Uh, so it looks like Klopp's trusted midfield is, you know, <laughs> maybe run its course. I love that in 2018, we're talking about a rough stretch of games with tying Chelsea and tying Man City. You know, that, yeah. years ago, you know, we would never, you know, a rough stretch would be losing 5 nothing and then losing 4 nothing and then tying a lower tier squad and things like that. So right. it's, it's just great. It's Discussions a, of character, that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Thank know. you for putting things in perspective, Nick. Right, and and you know you look at this stretch, the stretch of games that that we've had, um, and you know that's like the the toughest stretch of games that we've had in like ten years or something like that. Like it's it's crazy. So to be where we are after this results, after all these results um, through this really really tough stretch, you're not ecstatic, but you know you're content. And it's listen, we're still at the top of the table. Um, the Champions League defeat hurts big time, seeing as how that would have put us a lot of space in between, um, you know, potentially resting some for Red Star. You know, we got to win these back-to-back games, which is nice that we have back-to-back games against Red Star. But, you know, you're content with the results that we've had. So, um, you know, before we get some closing thoughts and stuff, guys, let's let's go ahead and get into the, the seed index real quick. Mm-hmm. We need something positive and something negative. From Liverpool recently, um, Jeffrey, what do you got for us, man? Something that got you out of your seat and something that got you slouching back? Well, uh, I could easily say the defense from this match, but uh, since draws are no fun, it's like kissing your sister, to quote Brian Painter. I'll just go with 
uh, I'm glad this is going to sound bad, but I am glad that uh, Mourinho's men pulled out a victory <laughs> against Rafa's guys because that means he's going to be manager for longer. So <laughs> that <laughs> first time ever I've picked <laughs> yeah. something related to United, but like the longer that they can remain mid table way outside the top four race, which is exactly where they are sitting at 13 points. I would have preferred a draw. That was brutal how they came <laughs> back. I was still pissed. But it's just classic them. But, you know, the way, yeah. this, the way this is shorn up, I mean, so I guess the positive, um, the real positive is look at the top four. Look at this race. It's if, if you're a Liverpool fan, if you're a English fan in general, it's an amazing top four race at this point. Everyone's close and the sides are close. Like there isn't such a wide gulf in talent or results we saw last year with City. So I'm I'm really excited about that in general. Uh, the co- level of competition, even Arsenal is you know mopping up their mess. And before you know it, they're just two points behind us. Yeah, them and uh, them and Spurs are just two points behind all three of the the clubs at top. So it, it is shaping up. And Watford are doing well. And Bournemouth and um, West Ham's an interesting team to watch. I mean, this season's just been crazy with a lot of teams it's actually very exciting so far a lot of storylines yep um nick what do you got my man oh uh one of the positives is definitely sterling not doing a damn thing yes. I, I love watching, again watching him just be terrible at anfield uh and the crowd giving it to him when he touches the ball when he gets subbed uh so i love all that um I mean, some difficulties or some some negatives. You know, I hate seeing Chelsea above us in the top of the table. I really mm-hmm. just dislike Chelsea growing up. You know, my friends, I have friends that are City supporters. and um, you There's know, real I, City you supporters know, out there? Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, bandwagons. But, yeah, so we all just really hate Chelsea. I hate seeing them do well. So seeing them even move above us in a goal difference kind of sucks. Um, and then Salah just struggling is really difficult to watch. Um, you know, hopefully with some of these games coming up, he'll get back on on form. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's sort of along my negative line is, you know, he's, he's playing well, but he's he's just not scoring. Um, and we talked about my other two negatives pretty much were, you know, not seeing Fabinho, which I hope we see more of soon. And, and that's the hope. Um, just a little frustrating. I, I, I still do think he can solve a lot of problems for us. So I'm not seeing him. And then the front three are not clicking yet. So we kind of touched on all those. Uh, my positive I got, I got a couple I got to mention. First of all, Sturridge's start to the season, I just, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, we all we all love Sturridge. We do. I, I really genuinely don't know many Liverpool fans that dislike the guy, um, both on and off the pitch, and just so happy that he, I think he's got four goals at the start of the season. And it, it, it's something when, when you look at our bench last year, and I don't even care about, you know, yeah, obviously you do care about it. I, I but when you look at the names that we're bringing on, you know, Solanke and, and Ings, um, when they come on, you're like, yeah, they might give you a little spark, but you don't legitimately believe, you know, necessarily maybe Ings gets on the end of something with, with like that, that pit bull like kind of aggression and, and, and Naus, but you don't, you don't expect them to have the class coming on and actually thinking they can put away, a winner and and Sturridge now like a healthy Sturridge coming in late in games for us. I genuinely there's there's a belief that this guy like we saw at Chelsea obviously this guy can come on and make a difference for us and actually be a game winner. Um, we know that he has it in him 
And so, yes, you hate seeing Bobby come off, but with Sturridge on, you're like, they play differently, but you're also just, you know, this this guy can do it. He he, he can get us the winner. Um, so just being able to have him on the bench in the start of the season that he's had and knock on wood the fitness, you know, that he, he has right now, um, just long may it continue. So that's that's my main positive. And I just also had to give uh, Allison a shout out. You know, didn't have too much to do. Had had some big saves. Had a nice one on Mars on the near post that was down low. But it, there's just something to be said. And I know we mentioned it many times before, but just his physical presence on the pitch and his commanding of his area in the box. And like I love Reina. Reina will always be my favorite Liverpool goalkeeper. Um, just just because of you know seeing him do some great things in a Liverpool jersey a Liverpool kit but um, I not even with him I felt like almost this comfortable in a way back there than, than I do with Allison he's just he, he's everything you want in a goalkeeper and the confidence that he has and just how fucking good he is it's just it's great to see him back there and Again, I have another ga- a big game, and, and him and Ederson, you know, five clean sheets. Um, or, uh, yeah, five clean sheets, I think, and, and three goals conceded. Uh, it's it's crazy. There, you know, it's just it's we're, we're very lucky to have him back there. So those yeah. would have to be my se- indices. Brian Painter, shout out indices. Well done. Uh, y- you so, know, yeah. you know, we're comfortable with our goalie when we don't talk about. Uh, goalies at all right i mean exactly and then 2018 also is the year and the 69th minute we're chanting for sturridge to come on the pitch so things have have changed quite a bit from the past years right it is pretty crazy it is pretty bonkers so um you know you you can't be you know too disappointed with how this this season has gone and, and just in every competition and with the health that we have you know, yes, you would obviously like to see Ox come back a lot sooner than possible, but and you know the the Milner injury, it, it is a blow for sure. But um, you know, if it ever had to come at a a time during the season, it's it's now when we have the international break and then we have these running games coming up. So, um, Jeff, kind of just closing thoughts on it can be just in general on the match and and kind of moving forward and getting into now. Um, the international break, obviously you don't want to see many Liverpool players play and get injured, but, um, you know, we're in a pretty good spot here for sure. Uh, I would just offer January. That's all I'm thinking about. Lucas Paqueta, his agent in Liverpool last week. I'm still, yeah. I'm still throwing parties about it. We need an attacking option in January and it, I don't think we can miss like we did in the summer. We need new talent in. So that's my final thought. We we need a midfield that functions uh, at a high level. Uh, can't just have a front three and a back line. You, you got to command the middle of the park, and it hurt us in this match. And if we want to get any better, uh, we, we've got to iterate there. Uh, I know Klopp's trying to do it. I think we need more talent coming in. Need another attacker. So I will just continue on that. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a Piquetta's got a high uh, work rate for sure. Um, you know, that's that's something that would be super beneficial to Klopp's system. And you know, he's got some lovely skill on the ball as well. So, you know, uh, he's also if he comes to Liverpool, he's one of those Brazilians that started in Brazil, so they ended up loving him down there. Yeah. Um, so Adds you know, they'll love the him in the future enclave, too. All those, yeah, things. yep, exactly. So I definitely wouldn't mind seeing him. I still have a little bit of hope for Fekir somehow. 
really just mm. hope that that somehow still gets done. I would love to see him. That goal against City was glorious. Um, and then a quick Rabio shout maybe in January. Hey. Um, Nick, yeah, I mean, we're, we're linked to some some very, very nice players here, but just in general, your thoughts, you know, on, on this match and moving forward and looking at the upcoming fixtures. Uh, pretty positive. You know, uh, like I said earlier, I, I think we got away with one and we're still sitting at the top. We've got a lot of matches that we can easily win, um, get points from coming up. I like our squad. I would like to see Shakiri and Fabinho get a little more playing time. Um, you know, Sturge can come in and take, take some time off of some of these strikers that aren't producing. So I, I think we're pretty solid with who we have right now. We've got a little rotation in the back as well. So I think everything's pretty peachy. Yeah, you know, you look at our run of fixtures that we've had so far this season, and, um, you know, it's it's pretty favorable compared to some of the other squads. Um, you know, you could you could just look at some of the other teams and what they have coming up. Um, just taking a look here, you know, Spurs, West Ham's a tricky fixture. I know they've been inconsistent this year, but they just beat, it's not saying much United, what was it, 3-1. Um, but they they have some really quality players there. So, you know, Spurs have got them coming up. They've they've got City coming up in the Premier League. Um, they've, they've got Wolves, who are a good side this season in the Premier League. Uh, and they've got Chelsea coming up too, um, and that's that's in the Premier League alone, and that's all you know before the end of November. Um, you look at uh, the likes of City; they've got Spurs coming up. Um, Man U, some other up. easy fixtures. What's that? They've got Man U coming up in November too. So. Yeah, yeah, they do have Man U in November. They have West Ham in November. Um, you know, Bournemouth are playing well, so you know you would expect them to come on top. Obviously, being the reigning champions, but they they have some tricky fixtures. You know. Um, you, you've got Chelsea and United coming up. Um, Chelsea have got looks like a relatively easy run of fixtures. They do have Spurs, and um, if Everton can maybe play well for for a couple times a season, um, they got them coming up. And then you know Arsenal have had a really easy run of fixtures, and it, I don't know when they play any good teams because I mean Leicester's decent, but you know they got Palace. And they've also got, um, I mean, obviously they have Liverpool coming up. Um, Wolves, like I said, were a good side, but it doesn't look like they're they're playing too many top six sides up until a little bit later. So maybe you know, you don't know if that hurts or benefits them. Maybe get a little confidence now with with the amount of run uh, games they have in a row that they've won. I think it's seven or eight on the bounce now. But um, you know, they have to play the good teams at some point in the season. So. Uh, for the time being, you know, Liverpool are in a pretty good spot, and um, you know, having played. Chelsea, Spurs, and City all in the Premier League. Um, you know they they're they're sitting pretty right now, top of the table. So, gentlemen, really appreciate you getting on. Um, Nick, good to have you on again, my friend. Um, Nick Stellings and Jeff Hallett. Uh, Jeff, we working funny on Twitter. Jeff underscore Hallett, two L's, two T's, and Nick uh, not on yet, right? Yeah, he's still not on. No, nope, I'm ghosting everybody. I'm incognito, incognito That's mode. Right. Yep. Just go through Jeff. It. Just go through Jeff for me. Well, you can add him on Snapchat, at... or you can add me on Instagram at Boogie Nick. <laughs> there you go. There it is. And you can follow us at Talk on FP, gentlemen. Let's keep this good run going. No injuries during the international break. Hopefully, no minutes for any players. Just let them relax, chill out, and uh, you know, let's. We got to run a fixtures here where we should be getting some good results. So let's let's hope so. Let's hope to see some some of our new players get better into the squad and. 
up and onwards up the reds boys talk on indeed talk on talk on talk on